With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. You are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry Shore. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking, you're always looking for and finding the good. We have good in abundance, an amazing expression of goodness in a man named John, which you'll be meeting in a little bit, and he's going to help transform your life for this new year and forever. That's the power of one person. And we welcome you to the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore. And you've tuned in today for one reason, one reason only. It's the best reason in the whole world, because you care the most in the entire world about you. Y-O-U-E-W-E. And that's great, by the way, because when you're the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges of harmony, create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And you know, right now, you're being joined by about 348,613 people around the world. By the time we bring on John, you'll be over 355,000 people. And you do this every single week and you bring your friends because you know in this show we discuss the three fundamentals of life and when you live these three fundamentals you end up becoming happier healthier and wealthier what are the three fundamentals number one life your life has purpose you lead a purpose-driven life and number two happens now in this case it's a good number two and that is you go mad now mad is a wonderful acronym that stands for make a difference you lead a purpose-driven life you make a difference in the world and number three is to unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Everyday words and terms. Simplest example. Right now, you're watching this is carried over this magical, mystical uh, platform called the internet. If you ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, they'll tell you it has to do with the internet. And factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for, drum roll, Fair, fair, da 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 da. What a wonderful world. <laughs> and what a W H A T A is a word, right? And of course, the tip of the hat and a big thank you to uh, Satchmo, Louis Armstrong, for enabling that song, What a Wonderful World, to go viral. And right away, and touch not just tens of millions or hundreds of millions, but billions of people around the planet. And whenever you hear even the opening bars of What a Wonderful World, what do you do right away? You can't help it but smile. Now, smile is one of the most powerful, purposeful, positive, pleasant words you could ever internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life because SMILE is an acronym that stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Seeing miracles in life every day. Now, I'll just tell you, uh, before the pandemic, and God willing, this thing will be finished soon, no more masks real people. So I was speaking to a group of about 5,200 people, real people, no mask, you know, and it was real human beings telling the story of Barry Shore and telling the ability of seeing miracles in life every day. And people raising their hands say, hey, Barry Shore, Barry Shore, I've been up for hours. I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you see? Can you stand still? I can't. Can you walk? I can barely do that. You have water, drink, you have food to eat, you place to sleep, family, friends. Every single one of those is a miracle. What's the simple proof? Simplest proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. Now, by definition, if you're watching or listening, you didn't. You're here. Therefore, you have an obligation to live life exuberantly. So here's a quick story. 
Imagine standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. That's me. If not an automobile accident, not a spinal injury, a rare disease, which I never heard of the day before, took over my body and rendered me a quadriplegic. Nothing on my body moved. 144 days in the hospital. I was in a hospital bed in my own home for two years. I couldn't turn over by myself. I was in a wheelchair for four years. I had braces on both my legs, my hips, my ankles, and that was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand, but I still can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself, and I've helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice, positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, all because of that one word, smile seeing miracles in life every day. Like I tell you, a couple of weeks ago, my eight-year-old niece comes over to me and says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? And I thought about it. Smile, smile, sounds the same. I asked her, how come? She says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world she wants to live in. Now, CREATE is a wonderful acronym that stands for causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. Thank God you have a brain. Your brain has a hundred billion brain cells and more than 120 trillion synapses connecting all those brain cells. And they're there for more than deciding what kind of latte you want this morning. The ability to cause rethinking rethinking, neural linguistic programming, you choose your thoughts. And these are the six most important words you'll ever hear and internalize and utilize. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, not chance. And you're going to hear more of that from John in just a few minutes. Now, I got to warn you in advance. I have to warn John because he's very sensitive also that your humble host does use a lot of four-letter words. And I even use the four-letter F-U word. I do it because it's fun and the shock value. Now, the four-letter words that we use, because we live in the world of positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, are love, life, hope, grow, free, gift, pray, play, gold, swim. <laughs> four-letter words. And the four-letter F-U word is fun. Fun. That's right. F-U, capital N, capital N. Now, right away, I see people raising, hey, hey, Barry Shaw, Barry Shaw. Fun's only spelled with three letters. Not in our world. Our world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Fun is spelled F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, when you see your family and your friends and you want to have a twinkle in your eye and a smile on your face, remember that stands for point your fingers at F-U, everybody. And they say, where did you get that? I listen to Barry Shaw, the joy of living. He wants to teach the world to F-U. Remember, add capital N, capital N, creates a stimulus and say, what are you talking about? The old guy learned about John Duffy and all these amazing things. Now, just before we bring on John, I'm going to ask everybody to use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day from now and forever, because it will help you, your family, your friends, and all living beings. And these two words are, drum roll, fanfare, da-da-da-da. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama is quoted as saying, I read in his writings, be kind whenever possible. And as he says, it's always possible. Imagine going back to your coffee shop, no mask. You walk in, you order a fancy latte, you sit down. Somebody brings to you, you say, thank you. You walk in the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, you sit down, a few minutes go by, nobody brings it. You go to the counter, you say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy, we'll bring it to you, sit down, a couple of minutes, somebody still brings it, you say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out, somebody holds the door open for you, you say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, and it's raining, and somebody slams the door on you, you say, thank you. You're stuck in traffic, you're late for an appointment, somebody cuts you off, and you say, Thank you. You get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, thank you. To harmonize and network kindness. Kind is a wonderful acronym that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. I can't think of anybody, anybody that inspires noble deeds. I want to share with you more than the amazing, wonderful, fabulous John Duffy. John, please say hello to 358,227 people around the world. Greetings, everybody. Happy New Year. And um, 
Thank you, uh, Barry, for bringing me on your show. What a great way to start off the new year. What a great way for all of us to start off the new year to be able to watch your show. So we all need to say thank you, thank you, thank you, Barry, for, for bringing <laughs> your message to us. So uh, appreciate it, and thank you so much. Well, see, that's the essence of John. Now, you're seeing three things about John, and if you're only listening, you'll pick it up right away. That is not a phony accent. We're going to talk a lot about that. This is real deep New York Bronx accent. I mean, he comes from there and you can't ever remove that from the being. He doesn't want to, by the way, because that's what really stimulates him to talk about being courageous under all circumstances, no matter what the situation. So I'm just going to let's just jump right in, John, and, and talk about what it means to be in this year. We're now in 2022. Let's all say that the panic is over. The pandemic may still be a politicians want to always create difficulties. But let's say when it comes to a normal human being being courageous in 2022, what is it we can do? Give us some road to run on. Well, I think, you know, I have a saying, live courageously and, uh, you know, faith over fear. And I just think that we always have a choice. And sometimes we don't, may not realize we have a choice, but we have a choice is that whatever life throws at us, our choice is how to respond, how to uh, do what we need to do with life. And so in the last couple of years, unfortunately, uh, we've been promoted fear. And a lot of people have accepted and bought that fear instead of choosing to be courageous. And because of that, their life has become smaller and more limited because of them buying into the fear. And I say, you have to buy into courage and courage is what you need to adopt. And if you live courageously, you're able to face no matter what life throws at you, you're able to go out there, be brave and find a way to make the world, like you say, a, a better place. You know, your MAD, make a difference. And I think that's what we need to do. And we have to make a difference courageously. And when was the last time somebody said F you to you and you laughed? <laughs> well, not in that concept. Like, well, you, oh, right now. But, uh, outside of that, I've never heard that one before, but I love it. And so, you know, it, it's a good way to reframe something. And like you were talking about NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, you know, I studied that many years ago as well with Tony Robbins. And being able to reframe words and reframe an experience is a very powerful tool. And we can use that in life. And you do that without using that. Uh, acronym fun, you reframe it from what we think it is to something that's much better and clearly is fun. This is so spot on for, for John. We're going to go deep into what he does and such, because in addition to being a, a friend and a, a handsome debonair uh, <laughs> being with remarkable uh, gifts and talents. He's a film producer. He's a professor, a motivational speaker. And he, ha he has a powerful message. And it is F you to fear. And that's really the key. Now, we all know, or we think we know, fear stands for false expectations appearing real. Now, there are other acronyms that are more positive, but let's just focus on this for the moment. Because for good or ill, it is exactly what the political structure in the United States of America has used as a lever and maybe even a stick, a cudgel, we'll call it, to um, beat people who don't have either the choice or the ability to recognize that they have the choice into believing that they're smaller than they are. So I'd like you to share with us based on your abilities as a, again, a film producer, a director, and you'll, I'd like you to bring in some of what you've just recently uh, participated up in Canada, what it is that, as a script you see, and how do we change the script? You see, because, you know, movies are scripted and they have an outcome. Well, this outcome could be pretty nasty if, we, if people let it continue. How do we change the script, producer, director, uh, well, I love that uh, metaphor because, you know, when you think about it, Barry, you know, our life is a story and we have we have a chance to tell uh, empowering, a powerful story with our life or we can tell a, a, a tragic story. And 
and unfortunately, too many of us let other people write the script of our life. They write the story of our life. They tell us that we're victims. They tell us that we need to be limited, that we're, if we start out like I did in poverty in the South Bronx, that we always are poor and we can't get out of that. So if we let other people write our scripts, we leave, we live a tragic life. We live a limited life. We live a life that doesn't, it isn't a movie you want to go see because it, because it, it's, uh, it's, it's negative. It turns you off. So realizing that we have the power to write the script of our life, a, a life that inspires people, that entertains people, that makes them want to be the best that they can be with their life. That's what we get. We're the writer, we're the director, we're the actor, we're the star of our life. So let's take control of our life as that person and write the best script, live the best life, tell the best story with your life. And that's what you can do. And you have the power to do it. We all do. If me, a kid from the ghetto in the South Bronx, dropping out of high school at 15 years old, can have gone on this journey, anybody can. I'm not special. I'm just somebody who put in the time, the work, and the effort to get to where I am. And everybody else can do it if I can do it. And he's a white boy from the ghetto. I want everybody <laughs> to understand that. Yes, See, indeed. The, the idea yes, of indeed. the ghetto, and I want to go back to a couple of things you said that are so vital. Number one, the V word. You see yourself either as a victim or a victor. See, life is digital. You know, it's funny that people say we live in the digital age, which is true, right? In the computers, the digital age. Now, John, you and I both grew up in an analog age, meaning, now people can't understand this, but there used to be things called television sets, uh, (laughs) which people know what they think they know what a TV is, but they think it's a flat screen. But it had tubes in the back. That's right. And analog means that you could test and say which tube is not working. So if you take out one tube, it doesn't work. You go to the store. And most people don't know the store. You go to a place and you can buy a new <laughs> tube, put it back in, and it will work. Well, you can't do that in a digital device. Digital devices are either on or off. And why that helps us understand that you're either a victim or a victor. It can't be wishy-washy one day one day the other way you either are or you're not and it's up to you to choose now you use the word inspire everybody and i i think this is true everybody aspires to be the actor or the actress in the film the big star right and yet if you ask you want to be that yeah 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 but that means you have to reframe your mindset to be a victor oh can I do that? <laughs> In other words, you have to step up and use courage. Courage is a great quote from uh, Ernest Hemingway, grace under pressure. So mm-hmm. you grew up under pressure and you 100%. found grace and you became a victor. And as we said right now, introducing you, keep inspiring noble deeds because that's what you do. I'm going to throw something at you. It's going to make you laugh out loud, but that's who you are. You ready, John? Hey, go John for Duffy it. is a porn star. <laughs> hey, I told you, going to make you laugh. What do you mean a porn star, Barry? Well, here's the, the, the acronym for porn star. Power of related narrative, storytelling, arousing response. See, that's what you do. You use storytelling to arouse response. Let's go and talk about where you just came back from of spending many weeks in Canada with some with a big film crew and uh, a particular person who was a star of, of movies for a while. And, and tell what it is that you were doing and how you brought this to the potential to the screen to be seen, God willing, by millions and millions of people. So I just uh, came back from... Uh... A rather, uh, for, to make a feature film, a rather short and very compressed eight weeks in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And that's in the middle of the country. The second time I've made a movie up there. And I went up there as a producer, line producer of um, a feature film. This particular one is called Left Behind. It's part of the Left Behind book series. And the director, uh, Kevin Sorbo, who was Hercules for many, many years on TV, was known for that. He's a director, an actor, a friend, 
just a great, inspiring human being. So it's the second movie that I've uh, I've uh, supported him in as a producer and line producer. The other one we did three years ago up in the same place, Calgary, called Miracle in East Texas, which was a true story, which will be coming out next year, which is a great movie as well. And I hope everybody gets to see it. Um, but we went up there and we had a short period of time. I went up there, I had two weeks to prep a movie that normally takes six weeks to prep. I had two weeks before we started shooting and we started shooting. We had four weeks to shoot this movie and we lucked up in that the weather stayed good enough where, you know, it was cold, but it was good enough for no uh, challenges for us. We got through the four weeks, finished the movie, wrapped it up and I got home. And it, But the most important thing about it besides that was the experience, Barry, a lot of times in Hollywood, people who are Hollywood uh, um, bring a, a different kind of uh, thing to people. They come with a, an arrogance, a narcissism, a different kind of uh, thing. And where we came, my whole team, Kevin, myself, my producing partner, we come where a thing where we basically turn everybody into family and we treat everybody as family. And so then we have a great experience because all of us are family working together to do the best we can. And we lift each other up in the process. We're there to support each other. So it's like, instead of it being hard, we make it easy. We make the impossible possible and we have a great time and we have fun the whole time we're doing it. So what seems like a hard job to me is the easiest job I've ever had in my life. I've worked in factories. I worked in the post office. I drove cabs. I've done hard work. I know hard work. Um, now I get a chance to do something creatively with people and, and, and tell a story and tell a story that can entertain and inspire and have a great time working with great people in the process. I'm blessed. I mean, how blessed can you be uh, to me to come from where I came from to be able to uh, contribute in this way? Uh, you know, I stay thankful every day and grateful. So I'm telling you, Hundreds and hundreds of people putting up comments and such. We have a worldwide audience, a very large contingent from uh, India, subcontinent, from even from communist China. And I say communist China because it is. And uh, as well as Taiwan, a separate country, yes. which is freer, uh, Australia, throughout Africa, Europe, the United States, of course, Latin America. And people are shaking their heads up and down, yes, to hear your words and what it is that you brought to us. I want to unpack a little bit of it because, yes, there is this, this notion of Hollywood, and it equals what you said for the most part. Arrogance, narcissism, a me orientation. What you've brought with, along with Kevin and the team was a us situation. Us stands for, in my vocabulary, united souls. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you have to see other beings as part of your own soul. But that presupposes something. We're going to use a three-letter word here. God! <laughs> Actually, it's a four-letter word, G-A-W-D, God, <laughs> because, and I think the Left Behind series has is oriented that way. When yes. you go into your life in any given situation, whether it's making a movie, driving a cab, um, cooking food for family, whatever the situation is, if God becomes the driving dynamic, then you can create a family-oriented situation. And then you bring together everybody's positive, purposeful, powerful energy. Is that fair to say, John? I would agree. I mean, I would say, you know, if you look at my life, uh, Barry, and I say it when I speak, and, I, you know, I didn't always see it this way, but when I did see it, it became a new uh, way of realizing life, is that God had a bigger plan for my life than I had for myself. Because... That where I am today and what I do and everything that goes along with it comes from that bigger plan and the doors opened for me and I went through them, but I didn't open all the doors. A lot of them opened up for me and, and kind of surprised the hell out of me, quite frankly, that I got to see what was on the other side and I went through. So who I am today, I give thanks and credit for that, that, that God had that bigger plan for me. And there's been a lot of miracles in my life that I still just am, am blown away with every time I reflect back on my life, that those experiences happened to me. I mean, I never would have expected that where I came from. So this is a very important aspect. And again, I'm, I emphasize that we're 
we have a worldwide audience of people who don't necessarily have the opportunities that exist in the United States of America, even in today's United States of America, which is under siege, by the way. I'm letting everybody know. America is the last best hope in the world for not just freedom, but freedom of thought, freedom of purpose, and recognizing, as you said so eloquently, John, that God has a bigger plan for you than you think you had. You see, to think I have a big plan, somebody say, well, man, that's ego. On the contrary, <laughs> if you have a big plan, but it's all about you, then that could be ego. Yep. If you think there's a bigger plan, but you know that, it's, that there's a creator in the world, then that's not ego. That's saying, I'm here to serve. A See, servant, servant is, mentality. Yes, yeah. exactly. That is exactly. And by the way, that's who John Duffy is. See, when he talks about winning courageously, he means winning courageously as a servant, even though he said, well, I'm the producer director on the line, which means he's the leader of that group. But you can only become a leader when you're a great servant, in my humble opinion. I would agree. I mean, I, I think the most the, the people who are most special to me in my life are people who I call servant warriors. They're people who are out there serve, at service uh, in all different capacities. I'm an ambassador with Operation Gratitude. I, I do a lot of different things. And the people I know who are out there uh, given to make a better world, to make a difference, those servants are the people that I model myself on and honor. Uh, in the film industry, I came across Gary Sinise, and he is a incredible servant warrior who serves military veterans and their families, first responders. And, and he sets a role model for how you can be uh, a, a, a leader in the industry, but be a servant primarily. And I think that's something I model myself on. So let's talk about model. You said role model. And let's talk about Gary Sinise. Because um, some people, again, it's a worldwide audience, so not everybody knows. But give a little bit of background about Gary in terms of his uh, persona on television and movies and such, but more so about what he does. So let's start with the, the simplest stuff, because that's how you gain. You need some notoriety in order to be able to become a better role model. So tell about who is Gary Sinise and why is he your role model? Well, you know, he was uh, obviously a acting star, was in Forrest Gump. That's probably the one that people uh, remember him the most from, uh, Lieutenant Dan. He played Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump. Of course, he's been on many TV shows, CSI, all kinds of different TV shows that he's played over the years. But at a certain point, he felt that he, uh, he came from a fan. He wasn't in the military, but he came from a family who were uh, served in the military, uh, family, friends. And he felt that he had a bigger purpose and mission, like you talked earlier about purpose. And his purpose was to be more than just an actor and a star and, and somebody in Hollywood, but to have a bigger purpose and mission in life. And he, he chose the purpose and mission to serve uh, our, our military, our veterans and their families. And he, he, he created his band, Lieutenant Dan's Band, which based on the character in the movie. And they went all over the world at military bases, Iraq, Afghanistan, Kuwait, everywhere he could go performing for free for the uh, for the military and veterans. And so he went out there becoming a servant warrior. And then he started the foundation, the Gary Sinise Foundation. I got a chance to meet him multiple, multiple times uh, and watch him perform at the GI Film Festival in Washington, D.C. that I took a film that I directed called The Flag. And uh, he just he's just somebody when you look at life in my industry, he's somebody who doesn't talk the talk. He walks his talk. So he does it by being a, an example of, you know, what you can do if you want to make a difference in the world. So, you know, I always kind of admire people like that. And, and I kind of say, you know, if I can create that kind of thing in my life, I'll be really happy. So that's part of who I want to be as well. So when you talk about living courageously in 2022, courage is part of the warrior code. But I, I urge people to understand that when John is talking about a warrior, we're talking about servant warrior. It is so important to understand that adjectives, modifiers make a difference. 
-hmm. because a warrior alone could be somebody that is involved with war. Sure. A servant warrior understands mission, and mission is key. And mission needs to be founded and rooted in everything that brings goodness and benefit in the world. There are people who call themselves warriors around the world today, and their objective is to cut off heads or subdue people in a physical, mental, and spiritual way. Those are not warriors. Those are oh, cowards. I agree. Terrorists and cowards. Agreed. Terrorists and cowards. John is talking about servant warrior, and he says, and I love it, I want you to say the W. He has another WWW, which is we will win. <laughs> we That's will win. WWW, right? That's right. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, uh, when you were talking about fear earlier, that the, the acronym for fear, um, which you gave, you know, one of the ones, the alternative one to that, which I've heard with Pitbull has a song for, for last year called Face Everything and Rise. Right. And, and I love that saying. It's like, that's what we should do. Face everything and rise. And, and I love uh, the way he uh, puts those words out there. But I think, you know, uh, we will win. And that's... Um, you know, that's the part of it. And, and I don't know if you know my journey because you, you know, so much of it, Barry, but, you know, uh, besides being that uh, white kid in the, in the South Bronx, um, I, you know, it, it took me on a political journey too. I mean, I ended up, you know, when I was a, a young kid, I hung out. Well, with let's guys. put you on pause there because that's how we do the great podcast. Keep people on the edge of their seats and say, there'll be more of this amazing John Duffy coming back right after these brief messages from people who love sponsoring this show because people love listening and be more Duffy on the way back and get ready for the journey. Hi, everybody. Uh, Barry Shaw here, the ambassador of joy. We've entered into the fall season and fall means coming up to winter, holidays, all kinds of stuff, not just stuff. Stress, S-T-R-E-S-S. -S. You know, I've spoken about stress many times on the show. And with stress coming on with the holiday season, everybody wants to be happy and such, but everybody knows what's going on. I want to talk to you about something really important for your benefit. It's called Talk Space, T-A-L-K-S-P-A-C-E, Talkspace.com. This is an online therapy program a show, website, and it's available for you. It is so important for you to be involved. You all know my story. Standing up in the morning, hail and hearty in the evening, quadriplegic. Okay, nobody has to go through something that drastic to know that speaking to somebody, a professional licensed therapist can be of benefit. I know it's true. It helped me. It can help you. This is so easy to do. You are talking about secure, professional process. It's the number one online therapy platform in the country. It works around your schedule, your convenience. I urge you, please, match yourself with a licensed therapist. Go to Talkspace.com, T-A-L-K-S-P-A-C-E, Talkspace.com. Get $100 off your first month with the promo code Barry. B-A-R-R-Y. Go to talkspace.com, put in the promo code Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, and you'll get $100 off your first month. Please do it. You'll thank me. Best wishes. Bye now. Imagine the kind of place you would want to shop for your favorite fur baby pet. Honest pets.co. Well, you found it. Honestpets.co. Not .com, .co. This is your go-to spot for the best, the cleanest pet treats that exist anywhere on the planet. All of the brands go through a rigorous review to make sure they meet the high standards of cleanliness, health benefits, and naturalness. This site was started by a husband and wife team, and it's veteran-owned, and that care about 
pets, especially dogs and cats, and coming soon, bird treats. These are very nice young people who really care about making a difference because a portion of proceeds go to support veteran organizations with a focus on service dogs. This is the place where you want to go. You want to tell your friends this has the finest, yummiest, freshest, all-natural treats and stuff for your fur baby. So go there, honestpets.co, honestpets.co. Do it now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. Our cup runneth over with good two-legged being from the South Bronx, a white boy from the ghetto named John Duffy. And he's about to talk to us about joy because joy stands for journey of you. That's what joy stands for, John. So you were about to tell us uh, about probably your second memoir. You've written two memoirs. The first one, both intriguing titles, of course, Black Irish, Not Your Average White Boy. What a great title, right? And the second one is Mao to Reagan, a born-again American. <laughs> so, by the way, I just have to, everybody knows this, but i got to say it again. Just lean in and listen to what John has to say in the transformative information. And all you have to do is go to my website, barryshore.com, and everything about John Duffy is there. Don't have to write anything down. Don't remember, just go to barryshore.com, and it's all John Duffy stuff right there. So, John, talk to us about Mao to Reagan. Born again American. Well, uh, you know, my life has been a, you know, uh, Helen Keller says life is either a great adventure or nothing at all. And I, my life has been that great adventure for sure. And, you know, I wrote the uh, Mao to Reagan um, memoir during COVID. I I took advantage of the time to sit down. And and it's not like I love writing, but I felt I had to tell the story because I've been given great stories. My life has been, and I, like I said, God has had a bigger plan for me, and I've been given great stories. So when I dropped out of high school in the South Bronx, I got involved. Like I was the only white kid, but I, you know, I, I was part of the neighborhood. Everybody else, I hung out with the Black Panthers. I hung out with the Black Muslims. I became radicalized. I was a poor kid, you know, a ghetto kid. And um, as that radicalization went on, I ended up getting to a point where I became a Maoist communist leader. So at the age of, and I know you have a, a big audience in, in, um, in China and, uh, and then also in the free country of Taiwan. But I, I, at the age of 26, still as a high school dropout, I led a trip to communist China, first to communist Yugoslavia, and then into communist China, met with the communist leadership in, in China, went to Beijing, Shanghai, uh, North Korean border, a bunch of places. And so here I was, a 26-year-old kid dropout, a Maoist leader and a believer, a true believer at the time, um, and working to basically overthrow the U.S. government. So that's what, what my identity at that point was. But, you know, some things happened and I started to see behind the curtain because the reason I became a radical and a communist was I thought that that was going to create a utopia, a better world. And I wanted a better world. And I wanted a world where we didn't live in poverty and my friends weren't in the situation that they were in, where a lot of my friends became heroin addicts and died from heroin. I wanted a better world. But I thought communism was that better world. But I got to to see behind the curtain. And I got to start to have these uh, light bulb moments where I started to see that what was really being created under communism wasn't utopia, but was a hell. It was a nightmare, a dictatorship, and you lacked freedom and you lacked the ability to be who you could be. And so it took a while. It wasn't like it was a one moment where I, I woke up one day and went, wow, you know, but it took a while and I started to get disillusioned and I started moving away from that that religion, because it was a religion without a God, is what I say. And I started to have to find who I was again. And then 9-11 happened, and I was a New Yorker. And when that happened, it rocked my world, because I was, quite frankly, on the side of the people who, in the end end of the day, were responsible for that, the, the terrorists, the people who supported the terrorists, like the communists. And I had to look at my life and say, this is what you believe, wrong. This is what you believe, wrong. And I went through all my beliefs and realized how I was wrong on so many things. And I recreated myself. And that's when I said I became a born again American. I began to see that my parents, two Irish, poor people from Ireland who came to America to give me the American dream that I didn't appreciate. I grew up, grew to appreciate and recognize 
that, that American dream. I got to learn all that and become who I, and then new doors opened and I got to work with the Marine Corps and I got to meet all the people that I've gotten to meet and sense because um, I changed and I, I, I recreated myself in a new identity as, a, as somebody who was a servant, somebody who took responsibility for their life, wasn't a victim anymore. And so I, I began to recreate myself and that's taken me on the journey to where I am today with all the things I've done in the film industry, speaking, none of which I would have done if I stayed that same person. So that's why I say God had a bigger plan for me than me than I have for myself. So you were able to go deep into the pit of hell, what's called the seventh cycle, into Dante's Inferno, <laughs> thinking that it was really Miami Beach <laughs> and recognizing right. that it wasn't. That's right. That it was a massive indoctrination camp that maintained people in the victim status because if they even thought they could be victors, then they would flee from their persecutors and say, no, I am a servant warrior. That's well, I, you know, yeah, and, and I'll give you an, one example that was a light bulb moment for me, because during that period of time, um, you may remember in Cambodia, the, the communist Khmer Rouge under Pol Pot had taken power, right? How could we forget? So of all the worst communists, they were like the worst of the worst in, in what they were doing to their country. But, you know, China supported them. We supported them. And I, in New York, I had some Cambodian friends, students who were going to school in New York, who supported the communists in Cambodia. They were just uh, college students. And the, the communist regime of Pol Pot asked these students to come back to Cambodia to help build the communist utopia that they supposedly were going to be building. So these Cambodian students, Barry, got on a plane, went to Phnom Penh to support their communist utopia, got off the plane, got shot dead on the runway because they were bourgeois. So they were brought back by the communists to kill them. Um, and that was a moment where I went, whoa, that's utopia? No, that's a freaking nightmare. And that, you know, and then you see the, the killing fields of Pol Pot and what he did to his people, 3 million Cambodians killed and massacred, turning kids against their parents. That was the horror that they created, all in the quote unquote um, name of a utopia. Part of what John is sharing with us right now, in my humble opinion, has rarely been spoken of by, in quotation marks, regular human being. You see, it's one thing for a leader, as we'll call it, political leader who is anti-communist to speak out. Well, that's what they're supposed to do. Sure. But to hear it from a regular human being who was able to look hell in the face and say, wrong, I refuse to be a victim, to recognize that the regime that he believed in was really a killing field. And it didn't just apply, by the way, to, as you say, the Cambodians, which was the worst of the worst. It sure. was endemic to that philosophy. 100%. It is the opposite of what freedom is about. See, freedom is not just, hey, I can do whatever I want, leave me alone. <laughs> That's dumb. That's freedom dumb. is the ability to recognize that there is a place for people to live together in harmony and still discuss and have different opinions. Yes. The communist way is that one opinion is the only opinion, and if it's not and you don't share it, then you are out, which, by the way, I think I'd be very bold by saying this is part of what's called the cancel culture in, uh, in America today, primarily espoused by, uh, as you said, the Hollywood world. In other words, Hollywood elites, almost by definition, live in narcissism. And narcissism says the word ego. Now, I know you may know this, John, because you've been around a lot of stuff. Ego is an amazing acronym. It stands for edging God out. Mm -hmm. That's what ego does. 
Sure. The more me, the less God. <laughs> the less me, the more God. And God knowing that there's a bigger plan, not that you're nothing, on the contrary, you're something, but you can only be something when you're not when you're in humility. So it's contradictory, but it means you have to think. And thinking is really the greatest enemy of the communist process. Is it not true? I agree. I, I mean, uh, uh, about a year ago, maybe less, I don't remember, I was interviewed on um, Epic Times, did a show on uh, cancel culture, and they interviewed me for an hour on cancel culture. And I shared some of my experiences, my beliefs on what I think about that whole phenomena that has um, is kind of destroying our, our culture and, and what, what how uh, negative it is. Because like you said, you know, it, it what's great about um, our country, what's great about freedom is that we can disagree with each other. And matter of fact, that's not a bad thing. That's really a good thing. Because at the end of the day, an artist, uh, a creator, a writer, a dancer, sees the world different than a business person, a banker, a, a, a engineer. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. We're not all going to see the world or experience the world the same, but we should be able to dialogue and respect each other and respect our differences and respect the fact that we're not going to agree on everything. But if you're a good person, I'm going to be your friend, even if you disagree with me. I don't care. You know, that's fine. I mean, I'm not afraid of, of your ideas that are different than mine. They don't hurt me. A matter of fact, I might learn something. So why am I afraid of having a dialogue with people who have a different opinion than me? I, I, I look forward to that. Um, but nowadays, it's so hard to have that because people can't come from a place of let's start from respecting each other. Let's start from looking at what's great about each other. And then we can get into some of the differences and we can have fun arguing those out because we're never going to think the same way. And that's a good thing. Because if we all thought the same, then we would be in that communist hell where everybody, and even there, they don't think the same. They're forced to think the same. Uh, this is the point. This is a, an, an essential aspect of what John is talking about. People will always think differently. You cannot control their thoughts. You can try and program, and that is what propaganda is, programming. And you can force it. But like you just said, it is forced. And once it's the force is taken away, then the natural process of the human being comes out. Now, by the way, the, the perfect example of this was the Soviet Union. For mm -hmm. 70 plus years, the Soviet Union had its thumb and its rifle at the temple at the head of its hundreds of millions of citizens. And yet, once the pressure was eased with refuseniks of all the different religions, Jews and Catholics and Greek Orthodox and such, and the church was unable to come back in again, and people realized, wait a minute, I don't have to bow down to the communist thought process, then the shackles are thrown off. Now, again, it's not, it's not a free country like America, but compared to what it was, Russia is a much different place. And the satellite countries that were under the heel militarily were able to break away. Now, at this particular point in history, we're at a tipping point. There's a balance happening here. And it's not that good right now with Russia asserting itself again, communist China asserting itself in Hong Kong and potentially in Taiwan. And that doesn't bode well for the, what we'll call the free world. And yet you see right here, as you said, in Hollywood, in your backyard where you live, that there are people raised not in the ghetto, but in a different ghetto. They are in the ghetto of affluence. The ghetto of affluence is almost a much, obviously a much nicer ghetto, almost as, as deleterious and as despondent as a ghetto of poverty. It's an interesting dilemma for people who were raised with so much that they can't even appreciate, and people who were raised in poverty who want more on a good level and not finding the right path and using it, like you said, Black Panther, Black Muslim, to said Black Lives Matter, all of those things. So affluence can become almost as devastating as poverty. Isn't that interesting, John? Well, I agree with you, Barry. And I think in some ways it's worse. Like sometimes I look back and people would always ask me, you know, I say, um, growing up poor, growing up rich, which is the gift, which is the, the, the curse. 
and I'm I would say I'm glad that I grew up poor and not grew up uh, rich because I think I got a lot of gifts out of poverty and what I grew through and the strengths that I grew uh, to have where uh, growing up with privilege and wealth sometimes is a curse. Not all the time. I'm not you know, I'm not against wealth. I think it's it, it's good. But it can be a curse if what you have is entitlement and privilege and not an appreciation of that even, that you got the greatest amount of, of, of uh, financial uh, gifts in the world and you're still not satisfied. And then there's people living in poverty who are fine with because they're happy because they have family, they have friends, they have a purpose and mission, they love what they do, and they don't have a lot of money, but they're cool. They're cool with that. Um and you have all this and you're miserable and you're always angry and you're always complaining and you got all this privilege. And it's like, it, it is, it's almost like a curse in a way, you know, I call it the curse of privilege. Um, so, you know, it, you kind of, and our society in Hollywood is infected by that virus uh, of that curse of privilege. You know, that's a bad, a very bad virus. And unfortunately we haven't been able to find the cure to, to cure them of it because I think gratitude is the cure but you have to accept gratitude, right, Barry? You know, gratitude to wake up every day and be grateful for what you have, even if you got almost nothing. I mean, I was grateful when I had almost nothing. So gratitude makes your day better. And if you don't have it, you, you're, you get, you're missing the most important ingredient in life. So how do we infect them with gratitude is maybe, you know, one of the things that we try to do in life is, is give that a virus, spread that positive virus of gratitude to people. That is the infection we want people to have. Operation 100%. Gratitude. Let's, let's invest a few minutes in Operation Gratitude and, and what it is that you're involved with and, and how it's, it makes a difference, not just for you, for, but for the process. What is Operation Gratitude? Well, it was started uh, by a, a woman um, right after 9-11. She was uh, in an airport and there was a soldier who, you know, she went over to, I guess he was going, going off to serve. And he basically, she talked to him and he said, well, you know, she said, you know, you're going to stay in touch with your family. And she, he said, I have no family. And she was like, really? So it broke her heart. So she got his, his information and she wrote him a a letter and sent them a, a care package. And then she expanded that and felt like she needed to do that more. So out of her garage, she started to this thing called Operation Gratitude. And it grew to today, they've probably sent over 300 million care packages to troops and their family worldwide. And now they've expanded it to first responders, police officers, hospital workers. And really it, it's a way of not just, um, being grateful for what you have, but taking action on gratitude and doing something to help others with that, with your gratitude to say, what can I do to, like you say, uh, be mad to make a difference, um, you know, and, and that's what they've done. And they've done it on a way and a touch, you know, some poor uh, soldier, uh, you know, in the past was in Iraq, Afghanistan, Kuwait, wherever they were, and they get this box and even more important than the things that they have in the box is they get a handwritten letter, usually from kids saying, I, you know, I, you know, I appreciate you. I thank you for what you're doing. I wish you the best. Those letters from the kids touch their heart because they know somebody cares and it, it gives them something in their worst moments, something to uh, a human connection, some love, some compassion and some appreciation. And so that's their, what they've done. It's been a mission. I kind of, again, the door opened up. I went through one day. And I met some of the best people in my life. There's two former um, leaders of it, two Marines who were CEO and COO, who now moved on to new servant uh, warrior stuff. And we're friends for life. We're brothers for life because I made that connection. And, you know, I'll help them do whatever they need to do in the future, because that's what it is, you know, that opened up that door for me to be a servant further in life. How, and, and I just feel that when that happens, go through that door and find a way. Because when you're feeling down, if you go help somebody else, it, it changes you. You know, it changes them, but it mainly changes you. So why not go out there and when you're depressed, when you're feeling bad, when you feel, go help somebody else. Go do something. If there is anything that represents the true American way, I think it is exactly what you just said. An individual reaching out to another individual 
doing something. See, thoughts are wonderful. Action is the key in life. <laughs> Action is the key of life. That's and right. we have now a pandemic, but it's really not a pandemic of being ill. If you look at the first three letters of pandemic and the last two letters, they spell the word panic. That's really yes. what this is. I love and there that. ain't no kinds of drugs. I don't care if it's this one or booster and that. The real booster in life and the best antidote to any kind of pandemic and virus is gratitude. Action. Reaching out one to another to another. That is the American way. And that is what's under attack, by the way. That is exactly what's under attack from fringe groups. I don't care what they call themselves, if they call it Antifa, Black Panther, Black the Lives Matter. It doesn't matter. It's un, They're attacking the American way, which is we are here together and we work together. United Souls, that's the us in USA. We are United Souls. And you can hold a different opinion. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we work together for the greater good. That is the essential and not coerced, but from the heart, because we do believe and we know that there's a creator. It's really something wonderful. John, it's hard, hard even to say the words I'm going to say right now. But can you imagine our time has almost come to a close? So, yeah, um, I was just noticing that myself. I was like, when does time <laughs> go, Barry? <laughs> and, and we got much more to do. But I'm going to ask you three quick questions, and then yeah. we'll wrap this segment up, okay? So here's question number one, John Duffy. You ready? Go for it. Will you come back again? Uh, let me let me have to think about that. A hundred percent, of course, because we got to have some fu moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fu capital N capital N. There we okay. go. Here, Mr. Duffy, you have eighty seconds only to answer this question. Eighty seconds. What is your most fervent desire? <sighs> to to make a difference that my life can inspire others to be the best they can be in service to others as well. That's Mr. Duffy. I love him. This is really Duffy's Tavern. And, <laughs> our, <laughs> and the third question is, may I give you a hug in front of now 363,000 people around the world? Uh, that's an easy one. Barry is the greatest hugger on this planet. <laughs> the first time I met him, he got out of his car in front of my apartment and he hugged me. And it was like it was like my whole body vibrated. So, yes, sir, please. OK, so let me tell everybody what hug stands for. Heartfelt, unlimited giving. So here we go. One, two, three. I felt it. You, this is, and it was reverberating around the world, John. And again, you've been listening to The Joy of Living with your humble host, Barry Shore. And this show is not about John Duffy. Great guy that he is. It is not even about Barry Shore, fine fellow that he is. This show is all about you. Y-O-U. You becoming the best you. As he just said, when you're the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges of harmony, create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And that's because we use the three fundamentals of life, the three fundamentals are number one life your life has purpose and the result of that is number two a good number two that when you lead a purpose-driven life you can go mad mad is a great actor in the sense of make a difference and number three is to unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms and then you'll be happier healthier and wealthier simple example www what a wonderful world or as john says we will win and smile seeing miracles in life every day as my eight-year-old niece says seeing miracles in everyday life create the kind of world you want to live in causing rethinking like john did enabling all to excel choice not chance determines your destiny. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Use four-letter words. But the four-letter words we use, of course, because we live in the world of positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant are love, life, hope, gold, go, grow, glow, free, play, pray, swim. <laughs> and the four-letter F-U word is 
fun f-u capital n capital n so when people after the show you see your family and friends you point your fingers say f-u everybody remember to add capital n say where'd you get that i said i listened to the joy of living with barry shore he wants to teach the world to f-u and urge everybody to use the two most powerful words in the english language three times a day from now and for the rest of your life and you'll affect for you better You'll be better, your family, your friends, and all living beings. And these two words are, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. Everyone, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Therefore, be kind, always kind, as we said about John. Keep inspiring noble deeds. So our blessing from John and Barry is go forth, live exuberantly. Spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at BarryShore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends, too. See you on the next episode. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.